you're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us on this really awesome hangout tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, Certified Geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, Syracuse, New York. And always among us, our moderator and troll hammer, stronger than the DK Banana Slammer. It is Joe from Ball One Gaming. Please introduce these handsome fucks that we got in the stream tonight. Yes, today we have the legendary Davis Titan Goji Madol. And we have the great Kush from the Hub. Guys, how you doing? <laughs> we are Very doing excited, fantastic. Man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Listen, before we get started, we got a lot of stuff that we want to plug in real quick. Uh, I'll keep it fast here so we can get right into the, 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 the juicy thickness of the stream. So, listen, tomorrow, Joe and I will be on Twitch as we're going to do the finale of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yes, chewing shit up and spitting it out like usual. But yeah, we're, gonna, we're on like the last world of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So for sure, we're going to beat that. Um, and then Joe, tell them about Saturday. Saturday, we are going to do the finale of Mortal Kombat Conquest with Toasty and Mad Mike Jones. <laughs> yeah, so please be there for that. Episode 16 through 22, we're gonna start at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. Last batch of episodes, by the way, if you've never watched Mortal Kombat Conquest, it's streaming for free on HBO Max. Again, we're starting from episode 16 all the way to 22. If you have not seen it, binge it, and then stop at episode 15, uh, 16 and watch it with us. Um, that's all, I just wanna plug those in real quick, and uh, I just wanna hand the floor over to uh, Kush. Uh, go ahead. Tell our audience who you are if they're not familiar with you and uh, anything you want to plug in real quick. So, um, I think this is, they should know me by now. I think this is probably my fourth or fifth time being on here. I always enjoy coming on here. Um, this is probably my second or third time being on here with special guests, Titan Goji. We've been on here together before. And then, of course, oh, yeah. Joe, what up, man? The Hammer, as you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> that was up in case you guys don't. Uh, remember or don't know me, I am Kush from The Hub. I run primarily a Giants YouTube channel, but uh, I am as much of a nerd and, and geek as, as Jay is, as Fallen is, as Titan Goji is, as the entire chat is. And Jay's known this for a while. That's why I've been coming on. I love talking. And tonight is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes because it involves two of my favorite things. My favorite video game of all time, one that I consider the greatest franchise of all time. And then what I think is the best anime, in terms of storytelling at least, in, of all time, uh, with uh, Attack on Titan. So I just cannot wait to get into it, man. Absolutely. And uh, before we get to Davis, Joe, who do we got in the chat tonight? We have Paul Tackett in the chat. We yeah. have Sunzilla2008. We got Valerie Gothic. Hey, Valerie. We have Shay Smithers. We have Cole is in the chat. Hey. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Cole's and, here. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Uma Ramroth is in the chat. That's my sister's out here. Awesome. All right. Everybody should know who this man is, but Davis, I know you got some stuff to plug in, and, and today is definitely the appropriate day to do it, man. 
Oh hell yeah, because I am I am really going to need it. <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, okay. So, um, hello everyone. I am Davis, also known as Titan Goji. I'm a content creator uh, on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> in case I look uh, a little off today, I'm, tr I'm tr trying to get through some allergies, uh, but also uh, some bullshit involving YouTube because for some reason they decided to demonetize my channel for. Like, uh, apparently, uh, apparently yeah. reusing oh. content, <laughs> even though there are like no! thousands of other content creators doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Yeah. And How does the appeal process for that work, man? Like, are you okay, gonna get, so, get it okay, back? Okay, so like the the appeal process uh, was okay. So I, I I have to submit a video where I cover my creative process, show examples of videos that is like proof that I'm not reusing content. It was like it was, it was like it was like a minute and a half, uh, and like it was pretty straightforward. It's like, hey, here's this, here's this, here's, here's that. Like, I'm not reusing content, and they denied my repeal. They're being like, they're just not being any help at all. Like, and and they're and they're not providing like any sort of basis as to what is it about my content that is considered being reused. So, with that being said. Please support me on Patreon. Yo. I I I'm really going to need it. <laughs> Yo, we need to get we need to get on YouTube on Twitter, man. Make a tweet about it and, and like uh, let us know. We'll retweet it and stuff, and definitely get your subs and your followers to just retweet it to get YouTube like to notice on Twitter. Uh, uh, like 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 I've actually been in interacting with YouTube on Twitter about the situation, and and like they're again they're being no help at all. They're not providing any evidence or basis or examples as to like why I am not eligible for monetization anymore. Like it's 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 just bullshit. But uh, but hey, uh, uh, but thankfully, go ahead and go sell your ass on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> not that, on the that, streets, but there's websites for that now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he'd even need to move from Patreon. Patreon, he can do it right there. Yeah. Make that, it another that, tier. That is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, um, other than that, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, tonight, uh, even though, and this might come off as... A huge shock to everyone here. I, I I am a PlayStation guy, and I never played a single Halo game. Dude, it's all, all good in the hood. That's okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. Just for that, though, we got we to got just play this little sound bite. Oh, where the hell is it? Uh... Headshot. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, by the way, the pretty guardians in the chat, thank you for coming in. Always love yes. you. Um... So listen, so I figure let's start with Halo the series because uh Kush, you went on a tirade on Twitter. <laughs> After the premiere night. So bef before I say anything before I get into anything else, let me just show people how big of a Halo fan I am, right? I have basically every single game. The only one I'm missing is Halo Wars 2. That's it. But that's because I have a digital copy of it. I didn't go out and get a physical copy. But here are all my physical copies from the very first game release all the way to Halo Infinite. This is a special edition, steel edition of it as well. Like, I've been a huge Halo fan since I was like six or seven, I want to say, because it was the very first video game that I ever played in my life. 
I got two. I got my Arbiter here, who, when you play the original trilogy, I really hope you do, because this guy will become one of your favorite characters, the Arbiter. He is an elite from the Covenant. And, you know, I got Chief right here holding Cortana in his hand. I don't even know if y'all can see that. Yep. But, I got but, but, so it's like, I'm a huge Halo fan. And like I said, I've been there for a while. It introduced a lot of things to me from being my first experience with a video game. Um, and that was it was like on PC as well. That was way Twitch. back in like Halo on, uh, on, the hub, on Twitch. Yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing this one on Twitch. I finished the entire campaign over there. I, I might do some multiplayer. Uh, that's a whole lot of conversation, though, because I think they've messed up multiplayer with that and game. But the campaign was really saying, fun. Tell them where you got those Funkos from. Yeah, she she was the one that got me these two Funkos. I can't remember if it was Christmas or my birthday. It was one of the two. They're really close to each other. Um. But yeah, no, Halo, it introduced me to a lot of things. Uh, the FPS genre, which for anybody that knows gaming history, knows that Halo is one of the, like, it's it's like Doom in the sense that it reworked the way that FPSs yeah, were made. I, I, and I especially in terms of story. Doom, then yeah. Goldeneye, then Halo, as far as, like, bringing... Yeah, and, and, and when Halo really got to it, a lot of it had to do with gameplay mechanics and stuff for both PC and console, which is why it was such a success as well. And then it was one of those first games came out all the way back in 2001 that had like a, it didn't have a deep story at the time because, you know, it was like 2001. But from the, the games after, it was like, oh, it's more than just you're going out there to kill the enemy. There's actually something at stake here and you became interested in what was going on. And also music. I think that's one of the things Halo is most known for as well. Their music, oh, yeah. uh, especially that, the theme song, yeah. it's probably one of the most recognizable themes, not just in gaming, but in media. To the point where the Halo series, they use kind of an altered version of it. I don't know why they just didn't use the, the same theme. It's like they have the rights to use it. I feel like they should have just used it, uh, but that's a minor gripe. And let me stop talking about the Halo games because we're talking about the silver timeline now, as Paramount Plus calls it and CBS calls it, uh, which I got to say from I've been following it for a while because uh, this is like this particular iteration of live action. Halo has been in the works since like 2014. It's been in the works since the development of Halo 5. And we're now in like Halo 6 going on to Halo 7. Yeah. It's been canceled reopened canceled reopened rewritten so many times that i honestly didn't think it was gonna happen until paramount plus became a thing you know like we're in a new age of subscription services I to watch paramount all that plus man i love it because not only that we have halo but we got star trek picard um, I, I know a lot of people love the picard show yeah and then there's like mm -hmm. 1886 which mark was uh, going off about uh, uh i think yellow is yellowstone on paramount plus or is that on somewhere else uh, i think so and then the other one uh Oh, Jackass Forever is on Paramount Plus as well as Scream yeah. yeah. 5. So they're they're working really hard to build up their catalog, um, yeah. which, you know, good for them. Man. And I think Halo is probably their most successful show so far, as crazy as that oh, sounds. But it goes. TV show coming to Paramount yeah. Plus. Knuckles yes. Yeah, because Sonic is on Paramount Plus, right? Yes, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're working on building their catalog and going on that, like I was saying, and with obvious reasons, Halo being one of the largest gaming franchises in the world, when it premiered, it was their most successful premiere. I don't even think it was close, right? But with the Silver Timeline, like I said, I've been following it for a while, so I was very excited. And I, I, the whole reason I'm giving this little spiel before I get into it is because I don't want to be seen as just a pure hater. I feel like with what you just saw <laughs> when I just spoke, I am not, I'm never going to try and come out here and just hate on anything related to Halo. I'm going to try my best to love it and appreciate it. Well, let, let's 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 start. No, no. The thing is, I, I, I stand by what I said on Twitter. And let's start off with the small things first and then we'll work our way up to the big things. 
And then after that, I will list out the things that I do like, I, I really actually love about the show that got me excited for some things in the future, right? Well, let's start with the bad, then we'll get the good. Everybody loves to have their dessert to wash that bad taste out their mouth. Right, so, um, I feel like I just finished watching episode two, by the way. So some of this stuff might be out of order. But the thing that was that's still in my mind from watching episode two a couple minutes ago before we went live here was the way they've kind of done Halsey, uh, Dr. Halsey. They got a lot of things right about her, which is hard to get wrong, such as, you know, she's the creator of the Spartan program. She's one of, if not the smartest mind in the entire Halo universe, human or not. You know, she's seen as a mother figure to the Spartans. And she did all of this, uh, you know, low-key, John is humanity's hope. You know, John was seven the Master Chief. He is humanity's greatest hope. The reason he exists is because of Dr. Catherine Halsey. But the means by what they got there is not really good means. It's definitely great. What I don't like is that they made her, honestly, to be really evil. I haven't watched episode three yet, but ju just through the first two episodes, I'm like, man, she's like an antagonist type, evil type of character. And I feel like they're using her as a placement for a company in the games called Oni, or, or not a company, like a private sector. Oni stands for Office of Naval Intelligence. They're basically the CIA of space in Halo. Everything that you're seeing Halsey do in the show so far with like wiping the minds of the Spartans and things like that is stuff that Oni wants to do from like actual lore. So I feel like they're placing the evilness and the darkness from Oni onto her without much of a good reason because, you know, in the games, in the books as well, I didn't even bring out my book collection of Halo. I have a lot of the books. Um, Halsey, like I said, there's gray area. She she kidnapped children on Oni's orders in order to make them into Spartans and super soldiers. Thing is, she let them know right away. She told the children, I know it's a big subplot, which I don't really have a problem with, because uh, it's interesting. I actually do like the character Soren so far. Uh, but it, the subplot comes, it just hit me in the face, because I'm like, the night that these children were captured that became the Spartans, she held them in the auditorium and told them what was up. And obviously not everybody accepted it, but they knew they came for families. They didn't have their minds wiped. There was no memories coming back and whatnot. And over the years, they kind of learned to trust her and look at her as a mother figure. That's why they listened to her. And what I'm seeing in the show is that they listened to her because she sort of wiped their mind is what I'm kind of being given off so far. And they're just really making her out to be a super evil character when she's just more of a gray. There's a lot of bad, There's a, but there's also a whole ton of good when it comes to Halsey. Um, a, a couple of minor gripes, her daughter, Miranda Keys. I'm not sure why they have her as a doctor. <laughs> Miranda Keys is a soldier. Uh, she's, in fact, one of the humanity's best soldiers that's not a superhuman augmented, you know, Spartan. Miranda Keys in the games is very integral to taking down the Covenant as, once again, a soldier. She was a captain. I think she made her way all the way up to Commander Keys. Um, and I just learned in episode two that she's a doctor. I was like, oh, she's not really wearing the same uniform as her dad, Captain Keys, here. What's going on? Is she, did, did they just kind of like have her starting out low? But it's like, nah, she's in a completely different profession and whatnot. And like I said, the, that is a minor gripe. Maybe you can concern the Halsey thing, a minor gripe. Who knows? They bring in Oni in season two. We'll see. And then we'll all learn like, oh, she was just doing Oni's orders. Now, the stuff that I was really going off on um, on Twitter, it was... Like I said, I calmed down on it because I was not a fan of Chief removing his helmet, but people got, they got the reason that I was unhappy with that wrong. The reason I was unhappy with it is because I'm like, there was no buildup. Like, you, you blew your load yeah. in the first episode, bro. Like, there was no type of buildup. And that is something I feel like you should build up to because, 
like we've never seen his face like and it's not like there's no lower explanation for that it's almost become an inside joke where it's just like you never see him take his helmet off because he's trying to always be ready for war he's trying to always be ready for a fight and the times that he does take his helmet off in the games there's always something blocking it in the original game there was a helmet under his helmet and you know in halo 4 all we see is his eyes you know like sleep deprived sleep deprived and stuff but i'm like you could build up to it yeah although like i said before i think in the games, the reason that you don't see him take his helmet off is because it maintains the illusion that you are that character. That as well, 100%. Yeah, that is a great point as well, 100%. Um, but no, but that was the reason, Jay, and, and you know, and, and Fallen Davis, that I had a problem with it. Because I was like, I feel like, I don't know. It's some I, I maybe honestly, mid-season, and the season you could have done. Yeah, go actor, ahead. I think it's just the actor. It's the ego thing. Like, hey, I don't want to just be faceless this whole i want my face to be seen on the show i think i would get that if like he was an established actor i mean i think he's doing a great job so far no offense to you bro but i don't know who you are if it is an ego thing like what are you talking about man you know what i mean you know at least it was like towards the end of the episode not like you know right off the beginning but i mean joe i think you had yeah and and then in addition to that like the first so the first episode right uh, not not only that, it was like that he kind of revealed himself so easily to Quan Ha. And um, Quan Ha is a good character by herself. It's just that this is not even a Halo thing. It's just a problem I have with most like shows or movies based off of other types of media. They try to get, and we saw this with the Mortal Kombat movie, for example, with the new character. They try to get some type of new character in there to kind of be a bridge for the audience to relate to the story of some sort. And Quan Ha is that bridge. And I'm just annoyed by the fact that she exists, if that makes any sense. Because I'm like, we don't need it to see the story that's going on. We don't need a character that's going to go through a very cliche, um, you know, turn of events. Like her father died, which, by the way, everybody could have tell when he was going to die. Let's not act <coughs> as if we didn't know that was going to happen. He stood there for like an extra two seconds like Hollywood characters do. And then he got stabbed. But like we could very much see like, oh, she's going to start out hating the UNSC, uh, you know, through events and whatnot, because she's going to be with chiefs somehow you know, and help him save whatever he got to save, she's going to sort of turn around, maybe tolerate them because the UNSC is not good, right? They're also, much like Halsey from the games, very great, right? And I, and, and I guess that's one thing I'm kind of annoyed by. I don't want to go on too many tangents is that they're taking a lot of stuff that's supposed to be ambiguous. And this is just good storytelling, just having ambiguous characters and ambiguous organizations and stuff rather than having it all be black and white. And so far, a lot of stuff is just black and white. It almost feels like they dumbed it down, which... I'm just like that's not necessary to do. You dumbing it down is kind of well, assuming the audience too can't much handle. background on it because there wasn't much background on it in the game. It was more like yeah, this is who he works for, and that was pretty much it. You know, I mean, it in the first really in the in the first three, yeah, but you could tell yeah. from the story that they're trying to tell. Um, even though the creator said, "Oh, we didn't look at the game," I don't believe that because there's somebody a lot did. of stuff in there. Somebody definitely yeah, did. <laughs> somebody 100 there. I'm like with the way they're portraying UNSC and Halsey, all that Oni stuff. If they didn't read the books, that comes from the games that 343 made. That comes from Halo 4 and the Halo 4 cutscenes and definitely Halo 5 and the Halo 5 cutscenes because, I mean, Chief went rogue just like he did in Halo 5 when he went rogue. That was well, what that game was about. Someone like me yeah. who's just played it casually, played the multiplayer, never really played the campaign, but here's the thing. As a, as a fan of science fiction and mm -hmm. as a, someone who can appreciate great quality, great production, um, I just... The show blew me away because, like, the and I and wait a minute, Jay. Can I stop you right there? Yes. Because I disagree completely with great production. They had what 10 to 15 million dollars per episode, and why was it that 
during various shots, it looks like I was looking at moving plastic on the screen. I, I expected so much more from the CGI in this show. It dis yeah, like that disappointed me a lot. CGI though, it's a little bit of, they mix it up with both CGI and uh, practical, and I think it's just it's just it's they well definitely. Say, it's, it's a streaming show. This is not. You know, yeah. The movie. It's, actually, yeah. it's on a streaming platform. I would that 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 I would say that would even make me have higher expectations from it, given what we've seen from streaming platforms in the past four to five years. Like, there was that one clip that went viral from the first episode, which uh, the assault rifle got knocked away, and there was a shot of it, and I was, and it was just literally straight up. It looked you could tell it was CGI. It wasn't a practical thing, because practical guns you saw them during the show. It was just it looked like plastic. It looked like it was out of a 360. And the elites. This is both production slash story lore thing that I have a problem with. So far, the elites are kind of portrayed as savages. Like, they're not portrayed as, like, intelligent beings. And they move a lot like the brutes from the games. They're not yeah. quick. They're not side to side. They're not agile. They're not getting in your face quick and then stepping back. They have no type of tactics when they're fighting. But also, I, like I said, I just finished watching the second episode. When the human, and I'm going to get to that, when the human that works with the Covenant asked um the one elite what did he see instead of just saying oh i saw the halo ring i saw the holy ring he was like like a dumb monster alien which is how they've yeah. portrayed them so far and this is something that even a casual gamer like yourself jay if you played any of the campaigns right like you wouldn't notice if you played a multiplayer because you know they don't have lines in multiplayer obviously but if yeah. you play the campaigns yeah. the elites much like one of the best characters in the entire franchise are one of the most honorable, intelligent, and elegant species of alien in the entire franchise. They speak better than humans. They speak like like medieval lords. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Fallen might probably know what I'm talking about. And I yeah. haven't, I don't think I've heard a single one said a word since. Like when you hear the Arbiter talk, when you hear the Shipmaster talk, you're like, you're in the presence of an old timey king when they're and, speaking. And, and the thing is, it's like when you're playing the game, you can tell the different levels of the characters because you hear the grunts. They, they're talking. armor sets too. Yeah, you, you hear the grunts talking next to the elites, and you can tell how dumb the grunts are compared to yeah. the elites. You don't the even elites hear the grunts talking smart. here. I don't even, I don't even know if I've seen. We didn't see a grunt, grunt yet. We've only seen elites yeah. so far. But th that's one of like one of the things that bugs me to no end was just the because you're wiping away an entire like species in that galaxy in in the universe to make them seem like just pure monsters, which is not the case. In fact, that's the reason why. I guess, spoiler for anybody that hasn't played Halo 2 yet, one of the major reasons why the elites rebelled against the Covenant is because of their, like, they knew that something wrong was up once they started figuring out all of this is because they're so smart. And I will recommend, Jay, I'm going to give you a couple things that you should definitely, like, yes. watch. Um, I don't know if you've seen Halo Legends Fallen. Um, the, um, it was... I've, I've heard of so it. It was a seven-episode series. It was actually an anime series made for Halo um, back in 2007. And one of them okay. focuses on one of the old Arbiters and, you know, his journey was the first ever Arbiter to rebel against the Covenant. So, like, the elites have a history of doing that as well, of rebelling against the Covenant throughout time. But I'm just like, I, I don't like that they made them, you know, seem like they can't even speak. Like, why, like, why when you ask him what you saw, he was like, I saw the Holy Ring. I saw the Holy Artifact. Nah, let me, let me draw a circle yeah. in the air. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. this goes back to, this goes back to production as well. They're, they all are gray, and I'm not saying just the color, but the armor as well. Like, we, like Fallen yeah. was saying, you could tell the difference between the levels because of the colors in their armors. Mm. Like, they're a very colorful... The Covenant in general is just a very colorful enemy, and so yeah. far they've been gray and drab and ugly yeah. to look at, if that makes any sense. Okay. Right? I think the, the one thing they did get right, I think, are the Prophets. 
I mean, the, the profits, profits yeah. I will give them all credit there. I think that's where most of their budget went to, honestly. Like I was saying, there's sometimes I'm looking at the show, I'm like, disappointed in CGI. The profits look amazing. And we got a lot of close up shots of the profits. They look really, really good. Now, getting to what I was saying earlier, can somebody tell me why there's a human working with the Covenant? Yeah, that makes no makes type sense. of sense. Yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody, even you, could defend that, Jay. Why is there a human working with the Covenant? Yeah, that makes zero sense. I mean, like I that said, is like I one of the stupidest the things I could see. Like, like. I will say though, the there, I like the first episode way more than the second episode. Um, I have yet to see the third episode. Joe saw it today. He said it was good. I'm probably the only one on this panel that's seen the third episode. I haven't and seen the third episode. I'm gonna watch it after this. Yeah, it dropped. It dropped tonight. So um, I, I, will, I will tell you one thing that you're gonna get excited about. They brought Jen Taylor back for the voice. Oh well, I, I've I've been known they had Jen Taylor just to play oh, Cortana. Okay. What I, what I was confused by is if they brought her to play Cortana, they should have just brought her to play Halsey as well. Yeah, you know, Cortana no. is a is a brain clone of Halsey. Yeah. So it's like, why didn't they just have her do just do the Halsey character? Like she's already done it in the games, like mocap for it in the games and yeah. stuff. Like in the past three games, I think. So she's already knows the mannerisms and stuff. Now, Kush, um, yeah. I'll, I'll, moving yeah. forward, are you are you still gonna give this a chance moving forward? And what so far, how would you rate this one through ten? Oh, okay. Well, let me just quickly. I have notes. Let me just quickly get out these other points. I probably I know I probably yeah. won't have time to get into them at all. So like, yeah. The elites, like I mentioned, um, I don't know why they made the Spartans small, but they're really small. They should be around the same size yeah, as the elites. And I, I noticed it like a lot in the, the second episode. Human, I think. They're supposed to be like eight feet tall, you know, giant yeah. beings. Like they, they take the term superhuman very seriously because of their augmentations, which we've seen they have scars. Like we saw the scars in the flashback yeah. on John's back. So we know the augmentations happened. Like I, like I, when I looked at Soren in, in the second episode, I was like, he's just... He's so small. I looked at John next to Quan Ha. I'm like, they could have put stilts on it. Like, like, bro, you could have put stilts on the bottom of his shoe or something to make him look taller. Just use like simple CG to make them look bigger. But they're like regular human size. Um, and let's see here. Uh, I mentioned the elites. I really can't stress enough the human working. This, this is kind of lore stuff. So the humans or the uh, prophets don't like humans. That's the whole reason the covenant is attacking them. The covenant when they encounter a new alien species, they usually just take them into their religious ranks to be their soldiers. The reason they didn't do that with the humans is because the humans, um, the artifact that John has currently is from an old species called the Forerunners because the humans are like sort of direct descendants of the Forerunners. And so it would destroy their religion. So that's why I'm like, it makes no type of sense to have somebody that's gonna destroy your entire state of being to be working with. And they almost seem at times like they're taking orders from her as well. So I'm just like, what's that about too? We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But the reason I've kind of calmed down on the show entirely, it's it's more as I've waited so long for a live action Halo that I kind of have no choice, honestly, to accept and watch. I'm like, I'll give it a chance because now I'll get into the stuff that I am excited for. Yeah. The action scenes are stupendous. Oh my god, they did such a good good, good job with the action scenes. Especially, I mean, episode one had more action. Episode two, I don't think had any action. Yeah, episode but two is definitely episode one. And this is where I'm saying I know they lied when they said they didn't look at the games or anything. Because when uh, the Spartans dropped in to fight the elites in episode one, that was very lore accurate in something yeah. that the games didn't even do, which was the speed at which the Spartans were moving at. In the books, uh, uh, John can actually run up to like 30 miles an hour. He could break his Achilles and tear his Achilles to run faster. Like that's happened multiple times. And I was looking at him moving in episode one. I'm like, 
he's moving way faster than I've seen him move in the games. I like that. You know, the jumps and everything. I'm like, that's superhuman ability yes. that I didn't expect. Yeah, and that landing really is straight like out that. of Halo 3. Yes, the landing is definitely straight out of Halo 3. So I'm like, the action, I think the best part of the show so far has been the action scenes, hands down. They, they choreography, whoever's in charge of that, I really like and, it a lot. And there's blood now, and too. Yeah, and I'm like, they don't hold back. They do not hold back with the gore, which I like too, because I'm like, realistically speaking, and and Halo currently has a teen rating. I've been one of the dudes for a while now that said they need to go back to the M rating because they've taken out yeah. blood out of the game. And I'm like, yeah, it's a small thing, but like it shows the brutality of fighting a way more advanced species that's trying to murder you all the time. Yeah. And, and then in terms, of, oh, go ahead, Vaughn. Did you see there's a, there's a video floating around out there where, you know, that jump where he jumps over the guy with the sword and everything. Mm -hmm. um, there's a video out there where it shows that jump and then side by side, it shows the guy jumping in the game just like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, because no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, one thing I love, they didn't, they didn't stick to the physics of the games, which the yeah. games had to stick to those physics just because of technology. It's like sometimes yeah, you can't make that happen in a video game, right? And then I agree with what Doomzilla said, though. The story feels way too simplistic to me. I, I can't do anything about that. I feel like even if you had a very lore-accurate Halo series that they would dumb down the story more. Yeah, you got I, I don't know why. Common folk. You can't just exactly. dump everything. At, you know, we're only three episodes. You can't just dump everything. Mm -hmm. too much for people to, you know, and then that's what I'm like, like, I'm like, like, I'm now in the phase of giving it props. So, like, I saw so you guys can see what I'm excited for. But I do agree with common writers. Again, part of me feels like, why adapt it? Because we see this across almost every video game adaption. Like, I feel like if one of y'all were, were to have your favorite series ever be adapted and kind of be slaughtered on TV like this, you'd have similar feelings. To I was slaughtered right in a now. movie. I can tell you that. Which one? <laughs> Resident Evil, Welcome to Resident Oh, man, exactly. Oh, it's, it's like, it's not <laughs> far off. Movie like, sauce. the way you guys feel about that is the way I feel about this show. So it's like, at least, I guess you could, I could say, try yeah. and put yourself in that shoes, right? Yeah. But then getting back to the stuff that I like. Annihilation came out. I yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> so, and then it's like, other things that I liked, um, and this is something that I like from before the show dropped because I saw it in the trailer, is the is the artifact story or sub story, but that is the main story. That has to deal with the forerunners. And I like that they're right away getting into the forerunners. They're not wasting any time. It seems like the entire thing is gonna be the war on the covenant while the forerunner story is happening, which I'm not sure how they're gonna fit because they're also got the the um the outer colony story going on. So I'll be excited to see how Chief goes from someone being hated which is kind of accurate because he's the enemy of the outer colonies, the poor people living on the planets that is being attacked by the, the UNSC. He is that at the beginning of his career. I'm really excited to see how he translates from that to being the greatest hero humanity has ever seen because yeah. he almost single-handedly takes down the entire covenant by himself, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to see how to do that. And then, like I said, they're throwing the Forerunner story right in there with the artifact. And we saw the Forerunner symbol pop up both yeah. times that John, um, that he activated the artifact, it popped right up. I'm hoping to see maybe the Reclaimer symbol pop up later on in the season or maybe in season two. Uh, but that would be very exciting. I'm just happy that they're wasting no time with that. So. so so they are going to do a season two? Or is that, has that been confirmed? They're going to do a season two? It's been confirmed even before season one dropped that oh, they were doing okay, a season two. Awesome, yeah. Um, but Kush, so one through ten. Now that you had time to process it. Can I rate it as, can I rate it in two different ratings? So yes. one as a Halo fan and then one just okay, like yes, as a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as a Halo fan, I'm not going to hold back. I'm sorry. It really is probably like a three out of four out of 10. Um, and I say that because we've had live action Halo once before. 
And I do think even though it's a much smaller story and it was just like an hour and a half TV movie, it was way better. And that's Halo 4 Forward Unto Dawn. And I recommend anybody watching this to watch that. They did a great job with Forward Unto Dawn and a much smaller budget. And I think they worked well with mixing in practical effects with CG effects. Um, and then as a regular sci-fi show, I'd probably give it like a solid seven out of 10. And it, you know what? It could go up. It could go up because I want to see how they execute the stuff I just said that I was excited about. I want to see how they execute that story. Part of me feels like execution might be bad because they're juggling a lot of things. They're juggling once again. They're juggling three story points right now. They're juggling uh, the Separatists versus the UNSC, the Covenant versus Humanity, and... Um, the forerunner story as well and that's just cheap like well, i didn't even get into kwan ha didn't really get into the side story that captain keys has the side story that halsey has there's a lot of stuff they're juggling that could go wrong if they don't do it right so we'll now, see. what elements of lore would you like to see going forward um well it's too late to ask for stuff that they already broke in terms of lore actually right but what i hope is i i'll start off with the elites i hope that they actually do portray them as the elegant the intelligent and elegant beings that they are. We haven't heard any of them speak yet. I hope that we do see more species in the Covenant. Like, where are the grunts, bro? Like, they're supposed to be comedic yeah. relief. Where are the brutes? Where are the jackals? Like, I hope we see that. And I hope that what I mentioned earlier comes true and is that not that Halsey is this evil being they're having her be and that she's just following orders from Oni, which I, it's at the same time I hate because she doesn't follow orders from anybody, but I would prefer that than then than them making her straight up an evil character that's trying to just be a mind-controlling freak of the Spartans, right? Um, and then with the Forerunners, I'm very open to see what they do with the Forerunners because the way Halo has handled the Forerunners throughout the years has been very open. First, the humans were direct descendants. Then humans were actually, they were a separate race that existed with them in peace and harmony. And now it's kind of like a mixture of both. We're both descendants and also a separate species from the Forerunners. So I'm just, I'm open to whatever they want to do there as long as humans are the, the reclaimers. So we'll see where see, it goes. I have a list of stuff I want to see. I want to see the Pillar of Autumn. I want, I want to see the Halo ring. I want to see the friggin' thing. I want to see 343 Guilty Spark. I don't think, there, I, you know, I don't think we're going to get 343 Guilty Spark. And that, that pains me because he's one of my, just I like know. Arbiter is one of my favorite characters. I don't got faith in them to pull off 343 Guilty Spark, even if they do. I really, I don't know, man. I feel like they go, and the thing is, you don't need an actor for that, right? So if they do him, you better get the voice actor. Yeah. You better get yeah. the voice actor. He's very willing to do anything Halo 2. He loves I, the Halo franchise. Yeah. I also want to see the Index, and I I fucking want to see the Flood. <laughs> you know, you said you watched episode three. I didn't watch episode three yet. I saw a thumbnail review on episode three on, on YouTube, and it's, it mentioned the Flood. I would... Ooh, Jay, I'm telling you right now, if they do the flood, bro, that alone just makes me love it so much more. Because the yeah. flood, when's the last time we saw the flood, bro? Like 2007? Yeah. 2007, I mean, Halo 3 Halo was the last time we saw the flood. Directly to the flood, yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. It's literally related to the <laughs> Without flood. Without giving away the entire game. It's so, yeah, I hope uh, those are definitely things I, I hope that I see. So, yeah. All right, yeah. Davis, I got to ask you, now, now that you heard this tirade, are you sold on Halo? Are you staying away from Halo? Or what, what, what are someone, are you, are you going to get into it or no? Uh, oh. I, 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 I mean, I might play the games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I haven't played the, the campaigns.
so myself. So, but I, after watching the show, I want to get into the game. Like, I want to go start from the beginning and play all the campaigns. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, 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 I was entertained I, by it, and I was like I said for for streaming. And show Jay, you know TV what? Or, uh, exactly what you just said is another reason I calmed down on it as, as well. Um, oh, I didn't even mention this. I mentioned it to my sister, but last week I had like a job in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, right? And Williamsburg, around that part, a lot of the buildings are used as billboards. It's crazy. That sound like literally the fronts of the buildings are used as billboards. So I was walking by one of them, and it's just this gigantic building, and all I'm seeing is Master Chief's face. And I was just like, I don't <laughs> like it that much, but I love the fact that so much more people are getting into Halo. That also made me ease up on it a lot because I'm like, I don't, I've never seen just walking in New York City an entire building be covered by the Master Chief. That's incredible. That's, that's fucking you know what I'm awesome. saying? By the way, Doomzilla St. Davis, you gotta get into, gotta get into it. <laughs> I, 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 I just need to get an Xbox. I, 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 I never had an Xbox. Or PC. Growing. Or PC. It's all on PC, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, it's Microsoft, so yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, I figured this is a good time to transition now. So, last time I had these fine gentlemen here, I was just dipping my toes into Attack on Titan. And I, and I have to thank Davis for this because, um, first and foremost, I saw the live-action movies. When, uh, right when Shin Gorjiro was announced, I had to watch Attack on Titan because it was the same, you know, it was the same studio, the same, um, you know, special effects people who did Attack on Titan that worked on Shin Gorjiro. But that's how I, I initially watched Attack on Titan, the movies. I didn't see the anime or the manga or anything like that. And I thought part one was pretty fucking awesome. I didn't really care for part two. But I've softened a little bit since, but I haven't watched those movies in like six, seven years. Uh, but Davis, with his continuing um, coverage of Attack on Titan on all fronts, movies, manga, TV show, and whatnot, he sold me. And then to add my New York Giants buddy Kush to the equation, they said, Jay, check out the anime. I think you might, you might like it. And I did. So last time these guys were here, I got through the first season. Now, it's been, what, I don't know, it's been what, almost a year, like, I don't know, a lot of, maybe like six months, seven months since we got there. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm proud to say that I'm on season four, episode 84, so I'm only three episodes behind to where, uh, then I'll be cut off. And I am just, I, I, I'm sold, I'm in, I'm in now, I can't stop. Blown away. <laughs> but I will say now. this, season three was yeah. hard to get through. I loved season one. I liked I liked season two. Even though season two had great action, I just thought the, the storytelling and world building was better in season one. Season three had some great episodes, but for the most part, it was slow. Now season four, holy Moses. <laughs> I think season three <laughs> is definitely carried opening, by the second half. That heavy metal opening in season four. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. Being a metalhead. I <laughs> <laughs> but listen, guys, thank you for pulling my leg. I, I'm a fan now, and I want to go back and watch the movies again just because. But but now that but now that I'm like I'm in again, I really really love Aaron's an awesome character, awesome protagonist. I also like uh, uh, Hanji. Am I saying that right, Hanji? Whatever her name is. Hanji. Uh, Hanji. Hanji. Yeah. Awesome. She, she's my she's my other favorite character. Like. Yeah, I, I'm in. Oh, I, she's I, great. I love these characters. I love the world building and like the blood, the guts, the, the fighting. It's like it's like it's like 
Okay, yeah, we get our Godzilla movies, right? We get Godzilla movies. We get, we get, you know, this WWE style of Godzilla fights, you know. But Attack on Titan, it's like MMA with giants. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, uh, like, like, uh, like, yeah. Attack on Titan is a mecha anime, bro. Yeah, I just, oh, I I'm loving it. Like, yeah, it, the music's great. The animation's great. Um, oh, God, I, I hate to say this because I know y'all going to, like, in the chat gonna come at me hard. I like this more than Godzilla Singular Point. <laughs> Hey, there's hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I mean, as, me. <laughs> I mean, as I as much as point. I love Singular yeah. Point, but again, I'm new to anime. Wait, like, love Singular Point? I thought you only liked it. <laughs> I, well, you know, I I, 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 I hate the anime trilogy. No, the anime trilogy. I'm not I'm not softening my stance. The anime trilogy is still booty sauce to me, but Singular Point was good. But Attack on Titan is, is fucking great. I don't know. I'm just, oh yeah. I mean. War of the Gargantuas is one of my favorite movies ever, and like, I just, I don't know what it is. It's something unique, it's different, it's cool. I, I, I like the world building, the characters, and the, the blood and guts. Uh, the, oh, dude, everything about this is great. Like, I, I say, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a weeb, I'm not an anime person, and even I like it. Um, that's all, <laughs> the floor's yours, guys. Just, whatever you want to talk about, attack, I'm like, just, whatever you want to ask me, or whatever you want the guys to talk about. Davis, I know you just put out a or you're about to put out a uh, Attack on Titan Season 3 retrospective. Uh, yep. So go ahead, Juan, just you know, let our audience know what we got going on in that, that Okay, so um, later uh, tonight, sometime after the stream, I am going to drop my Attack on Titan Season 3 retrospective video. And um, <clears throat> and and just and just just to give my quick thoughts, like on like uh, on, on on the anime in its entirety, season by season so far. I think season one is very solid all around. I feel like it does have some pacing issues, uh, as as well as like some little, uh, like, uh, like so, so, uh, some uh, some little bumps in the road when it came to the writing. Uh, but other, other than that, it was very strong. It was very effective. It was it was it was a very good very good hook all around. Uh, season two, I think, was when. Uh, <clears throat> was was when was when they really uh, when they really outdid themselves uh, at that time uh, when it came to the action, the animation, uh, character development, and so forth. Season three, I am a bit mixed on. Uh, like I, I don't I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's overall great. It definitely has great moments, especially the second half of season three, Absolutely. where where it's just like it is just non-stop like I, I like i i just love it and season four so far i think it is the best season even though it's not finished yet technically yeah. so far like like it really feels like this is what everything's been leading up to more titan basically <laughs> oh yeah like <laughs> like yeah yeah like like, 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 like like what you were saying earlier jay is that it's it's mma with kaiju but it's all in a war drama which is just insane. <laughs> yeah, and guys, real quick, both of you, uh, we got the announcement like recently, like like a few days ago, that we're gonna get the rest of the series, uh, season four, part three, I guess. Yeah. Next year. So, guys, go ahead, Kush, Davis, go ahead. Your thoughts on this this last this finale coming next year? I'm happy with it. 
Partly because um, it almost as if Mappa got three seasons in a way that Wit did. <laughs> so I just like, uh, it was just something I noticed. I'm like, hey, that's kind of funny. But I also like it because they're taking their time with telling the story that the manga like works so hard to put out there. And the, it, that finished, it was in the summer of last year, around the summer of last year, I think the manga finished, right? Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was it was april of uh last year yeah so like finished. just full disclosure I've, I've read the entire thing so like i, I I'm, I'm maybe um you have as well davis i don't know oh yeah but like, I, I, yeah I, so like I, we I, both the whole thing yeah we both know where the story's going all that and it's like because they've done such a spectacular job like 110 out of 100 with adapting it i got no problem with waiting another year for the conclusion i think they're just gonna do their best it's it's not like a situation where it's a money grabbing scheme to extend it and like no they're legitimately doing it because they want to take their time they want to put as much effort as they can to the animation storytelling voice acting all of that oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it and and, and 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 one thing to consider is that time and time again has shown that attack on titan is not a very easy series to adapt hence why season three was split into two parts why season two was about half as long as the first season why upon uh and season two let's not forget the uh, you know me and you the, like the long time attack on titan fans remember this we waited like seven no six or seven right. years or, for season, uh, season two uh, i forgot uh, how it, was, long. it was four years yeah four? 2012 yeah. to 2016 or 17 wasn't it or, um it uh season one was 2013 and yeah. season two was 17. oh okay okay, heard you, yeah. heard you. okay. and, and and, and, uh, and while not, not a lot of people know this, is that while season one was airing, uh, e uh, even though the anime you know, was was pretty damn popular while it was airing, the animation was kind of garbage at times, but thankfully they, they would go back and like fix that later. Mm -hmm. And then also I remember like when season two was airing, I, I, can't, it was, I think it was season two, they were um, already in the War on Paradise, or no, not the War on Paradise arc, the... Um, the arc basically where Aaron is in is in Marley. It was either at the end of season two of Aaron or the beginning of season three. I remember that because as I was reading it, I'm like, I wonder how long it's going to take for them to catch up for this. I remember reading the Warhammer um, volume oh, and man, I can't oh, remember yeah. if I was watching. That was <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, was no, listen, in, in terms of awesome. in terms of the four season review like Davis, I got to I got to have to agree with basically everything he said there. I feel like season one. People forget, by the way, the impact that season one had on anime in general and anime being known more worldwide. Before that, you had DBZ Naruto as the, as the guys known worldwide. Oh, and yeah. that's what people knew when it came to anime. When Attack on Titan season one premiered, it became one of Netflix's most watched shows. And because of that, Netflix dived into the Japanese market and anime heavily to the point where, you know, they even make some of their own right now. Oh, yeah. Well, Attack on Titan, just the influence off season one alone, basically introduced the rest of the anime world to the rest of the world, if that makes sense. People don't realize that, but it happened because they had that partnership with Netflix. And then, you know, the four years, the buildup was worth it. I agree. Season two is, in my opinion, so much better than season one. And that's not even a knock to season one. It's just appreciating how yeah. good season two was. Right. And it's like, you know, that's when that's the start of all the twists and turns, man. Right, what was the season two, episode four or five, uh, where, uh, you know, Berthold and Reiner, you know, or I guess I should say Reiner revealed himself as that. And and the callbacks, which yeah. is why I say so much that oh, Attack yeah. on Titan is um, probably the best storytelling in any media that I've ever seen. 
you know, that we're talking about season two, episode four or five, wherever it was, or maybe it was even six. The name of that episode, I believe, was Soldier, right? Or was it War? Oh, it's one out oh, of the two. Warrior. But the, it was the Warrior. Word play, yeah, Warrior, yeah. because he's part of the Warrior program. We don't know that yet. Throughout that episode and the episodes before, we see him referring to himself as a soldier, and we see Bertolt reminding him that he's a warrior. And like we see throughout the rest of the season, we don't even learn the meanings of those words all the way until season four, which is was like, what, two to three years later, we don't learn the meanings of those words. Like the callbacks, the way that the author just connects everything is incredible. Like, I don't know how he did it. That's a brilliant mind. The way he connects back, the way that we saw the memories through Reiner's eyes and stuff. It's ridiculous, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah, I see people in the chat, too, uh, you know, talk about the, uh, I see Valerie talking about the Colossal Titan in season two. I'm like, yes, like, that got me. Like, oh, my God, that was, that I was blown away. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that reveal blew me away. Not only that the reveal was fucking awesome, but that fight, dude. I yeah. want to ask you, when you were watching it, because I really wish that we were able to get on, like, when you finish season two, then when you finish season three. But when you were watching season two, like, what was your immediate reaction when the reveal happened that they were the Colossal and, and uh, Armor Titans? Uh, I, I mean, first of all, I felt stupid that I didn't, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, did you expect it? No, I didn't. Because a I lot felt- of... A good amount of people expected it. If you watch the and ending of um, season one's like, ending, now, now the yeah, other, all the other reveals that we've been seeing throughout season three, season four, it doesn't blow me away like that reveal in season two. Did. I'll say that. Yeah, because it was that, the first that, one, right? Yeah, that was like the the big one that just blew my mind. Like, oh my god, yeah. like, like when, when but, we got but the, Jay, like in the first season when the female Titan, yeah, like we knew, we fucking knew, like yeah, like the, the resemblance was there. <laughs> yes, exactly. But but with um. With Bruce Holtz and Reiner, if you go back and you look at season one's ending theme song and like the ending video, uh, a lot of people kind of had an idea that Bruce Holtz and Reiner were working with Annie because in that ending video, there's a wall. And on one side of the wall is Aaron, Armin, Mikasa, and the other side of the wall was Bruce Holtz, uh, Reiner, and, and Annie. Yeah. And then um, speaking of endings, I don't even know if you noticed, in the season two ending, we see the story of um, the founder and we yep. see the rumbling happening. Yes. And fun fact, when that happened, when that was airing, the, he didn't even write it in the manga yet. That had yet to be written in the manga. So he revealed something, like, I guess you could say, quote unquote, revealed to people of the show before he even put it in writing. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, just, uh, just, uh, just like waving it in front of our faces, and we had like mm. no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah just, the, way, the way the show, like I said, season three just, oh, it was like really hard to get through. I'm not gonna. Like, again, I'm not I, I think we could all get a second half kind of carried it a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if I'm talking, if I'm talking to somebody new, like Joe, if you ever were getting, I would say Joe, just just get to, just skip the first few episodes of season three and just start like the halfway point or something. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot. It was a lot to sit through, but but when the action picked up in season three, I'm like, okay, this is fucking awesome. And then and then it slowed down again. I thought, ah, I'm sorry, I know Davis liked it. I thought the finale of season three was a little flat, but then season four opens on the highest goddamn note that's when we start seeing the fucking planes dropping the fucking titans from the pl- oh my god oh my god it was the tits it was awesome like oh, oh yeah <laughs> davis i don't know if, if you call him this departure from season three yeah like wow Davis, I don't know if you call him this, but I know myself and a lot of other fans do. We don't call Reiner the Armor Titan. We call him the Plot Armor Titan. And I want to know if Jay calls him that as well. Oh, my God. I call him the Plot Armor Titan. If you think about it, Jay, the amount of times this man was supposed to die and he just escaped somehow is ridiculous. Well, you can say the same thing about the Beast as well. Like, 
Like the beast. By yeah, the the, recently the beast. Yeah, but like, but like, I don't know, man. Reiner since season two was supposed to die probably a hundred times, and he yeah. figured out a way, or something happened to make him not die. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and 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 they even like write it into his character, where 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 it's like almost like every episode, he's like, "Why am I not dead yet?" Yeah, he's like, "Yo, why am I still alive? Why are other people dying, but yeah. I'm not?" I just want to die. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, yes. <laughs> That's like you guys yeah. kind of like educate me a little more. But yes, yeah. And and Paul Tackett brings up uh, a couple other animes that if you're into this, you probably like uh, Full Metal Alchemist and Inuyasha. Yeah. I love Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I haven't watched okay. it in a long time, but it's I one do, of my favorites. I do have a to-do list after this. When I get through this, um, Jay was another one you kind of sold me on. Uh, it's not not a series. It's a movie. It, it's the old school uh, um, Ghost in the Shell. Not not the movie with Scarlett Johansson. I'm talking about the anime from '95. Oh yeah, I Ghost in the Shell. Watch, I want to watch phenomenal. Ghost in the Shell. I want to watch. I'm sold. You're, like I said, guys, subscribe to Davis of Titan Ghost because, like I said, his his like retrospective and reviews on all these stuff like they're short, sweet, to the point, and he's and he's a good sell. Um, so yeah, I really want to watch Ghost of the Shell, and the one other I'm excited to watch, and I'm glad I'm waiting because they're still dropping episodes as we speak on Crunchyroll. Um, back in the day, did, Joe will know because he's old enough to remember. Back in the day on Sega Dreamcast, there was a game called Shenmue. Yep. Okay, not a popular game, but if you if you had the chance to play it, talk about epic <coughs> storytelling. Basically, Shenmue kind of gave birth to the whole Japanese Yakuza um, RPG games, basically. Um, our, mm-hmm. Yakuza came basically came from Shemwu. Uh, quick backgrounds around Shemwu. He plays this guy Ryo, who's 18 years old. Uh, he's a karate champion. His dad owns a, owns a dojo. His dad gets killed by a Chinese um, kung fu guy, and he wants to avenge his father. Well, along the way, he gets tied up. In, it takes place in the 80s, by the way. It takes place in the 80s Japan. Along the way, he gets tied up with like. Um, you know, like, uh, gangs and the Yakuza and this, this, and that, and he's trying to, and then eventually he winds up in Hong Kong, and he, he winds up in trouble there. Anyway, it's, it's basically, it's a revenge story. You know, he's 18-year-old, he's a hothead, but he's a skilled martial artist, and the game, uh, okay, a lot of people don't like the game, but I personally loved it because the story was so intriguing. Anyway, they made an anime series, and they've been dropping episodes on Crunchyroll that I think, I think they're only like six episodes in. I plan on watching that next. I've been a diehard fan of Shenmue. Um, I'm pissed off that they still haven't finished the series. We got Shenmue 3. Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 were on the Dreamcast. Shenmue 3 came on PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 a few years ago. And and I I, I didn't play it, but I watched all the cutscenes. And they still didn't close it off. I'm really pissed off they didn't close the series. (laughs) So I'm hoping that this anime, depending on how far it goes, tells the complete story and doesn't like cut off i gotta check it out then because you're kind of selling me on it yeah, yeah yeah like i said if you're an old school gamer remember this on dream guy like i said Shemu, if, you, if you type in Shemu on youtube you'll see plenty of videos yeah so kind of two thoughts to to, to build off of that jay one of them is kind of just like a question because uh, this is just something that i've been meaning to ask somebody that has played with the dreamcast before mm-hmm. so like what wasn't like the first xbox kind of like this spiritual successor to the dreamcast because like a lot of people that worked on it worked on the xbox or something um, like that Sort of. What happened was the Dreamcast was the first system to go 128-bit. Um, yeah. And it, it was a hit in Japan, but it flopped in America. And 
Shenmue was like like a huge hit in Japan, but it was a flop here in America. Like, I mean, yeah, you had your Son you had your Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, House of the Dead. So what happened was, as soon as PlayStation 2 dropped in America, Dreamcast fucking died, basically. Mm -hmm. And then what? Happened I know was, a lot of the engineers that worked on Dreamcast yes, worked on that first Xbox. Xbox so yeah. A lot of so a lot of Sega properties, with the exception of Sonic. Sonic, mm -hmm. um, Sonic Adventure eventually got reported to the GameCube. Meanwhile, Shenmue, Crazy Taxi, and whatever Sega other Sega properties. Yeah, Crazy Xbox. Taxi was an exclusive for a while, right? For yes. the Xbox. And it, it oh yeah. Xbox. So Xbox for a so, while had most of the Sega games, or like the yeah. Sega games. Um, and then my second thing was um yeah. oh go ahead I'm sorry go, go ahead, ahead finish no, go it up ahead, ahead. I was gonna say my second thing is actually a recommendation and, and I recommend this to everybody that kind of starts off anime with Attack on Time which is weird because it's it's one of the best and one of the heaviest ones it's weird for it to be a starter for a lot of people but I think you should absolutely check out Death Note because before Attack yeah. on yes. Time happened yeah Death there's Note a lot of stuff going on in the chat about that right now too. yeah Death Note bro <laughs> Death yeah. Note before Attack on Time hit or I should say season two and onwards hit was my goat anime and storytelling. So that, so that alone should tell you where, you know, just how good of a story it is. You know, you talk about hitting, which we didn't even get into the hidden themes of Attack on Titan or, and the more overt themes like genocide, you know, you know, a racism, fighting against war, what's right to do, what's not right to do. There is a lot of similar stuff like that in Death Note, but also in its own way, like great storytelling. Like I cannot oh, yeah. speak enough about it. And it's very short. It's only 30 something episodes. Yeah, oh, I think wow. Mark's a huge fan of Death Note too. And then, but everybody mm -hmm. said stay away from the movie. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent stay away from the movie, man. Uh, stay away, stay away from the Netflix movie. Uh, the 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 two directed by Shusuke Kaneko are quite solid. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Sorry, yeah, one. But uh, the anime is still fantastic, and it's a must watch. Are you gonna tackle Cole? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hold on, I gotta play that bit again. Hold on. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, we love you. Please don't ever change. And by the way, when the Mount Rushmore video drops, uh... oh, I still gotta do that video. Yo, bro, send me a text tomorrow because I'm actually free tomorrow to just make it quick. Okay. Because I completely I, forgot I, to make the clip for you. I will let, I'll let you in. I, I already did. But, I already but. did a cut. But because it's you, I'll, I'll let you in. But Cole, um, you get an epic opening. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Davis knows. <laughs> By the way, Davis, thank you for letting me borrow some of your uh, sound bites there from your our famous uh, Godzilla ranking video. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, I and I uh, have uh, another uh, uh, anime recommendation for you, Jay. Yes. Um, I I, I, ha I have brought it up from time to time. I think I think it is still available on Tubi, but not the show, but the movie version. Uh, it, it, it's an anime movie. Um, it's Fist of the North Star. I think oh, that might be something up your alley. I, I the only reason why I know Fist of the North Star is because the Wu Tang Clan reference uh, Fist of the North Star all the fucking time. And, yeah. Uh, Raekwon. Uh, in fact, I think Raekwon has a song, Fist of the North Star. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I, I'll check it out just because of the because of the Wu. Wu Tang Clan. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like like. Uh, 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 surprisingly enough, like Fist of the North Star did inspire like a lot of hip hop artists, like uh, like like MF Doom, like would co would constantly reference F Fist of the North Star, 
uh, in his music, and even to the point where he would like sample the English dub of of the anime like into his music at some points. Like I said, let me let me get through Attack on Titan, then Shenmue and Ghost in the Shell, and then I'll I'll, I'll probably dip my toes into Fist of the North Star. Kush, you have any? And Death Note. And Death Note. And Death Note. Kush, you have any recommendations? You know, you know I'm not an anime guy, but you already know. Uh, so other than Death Note, other than Death Note? Yeah. Um, like. Do you have any specific type of anime you're looking for? Because I know you, I like I said, I know you would like Death Note because of the storytelling. Just like that was the reason I was harping on Attack on Titan. Any specific things? Because I got a lot in mind, so I'm gonna try and just narrow it down to like one or two. Well, I love kaiju movies and I love martial arts stuff. So. Uh... Hmm. Oh, the Fist of the North Star is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd probably say in terms of a current one that is very easy for a lot of people to get into. That a lot of people love right now would be uh, Demon Slayer. Maybe I think you probably like that. Okay, okay. Oh, really good. Solid. Actually, not really good. One of the best animations out there in it's current. Good, yeah. In, in current. Um, I think the only one that that like rivals it and beats is Jujutsu Kaisen. So if you like, I, I don't hear know. Jujutsu Kaisen's really good. But you haven't checked out Jujutsu Kaisen yet. I, I have not seen it yet. It, it's in my opinion the best new anime if that makes any sense because it came out in like the past three or four years, just like how. Uh, uh, Demon Slayer came out the past three or four years. My Hero also passed three or four years, right? Maybe five for My Hero. Jujutsu Kaisen. I'd, I'd recommend that one. Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, it has a lot of different fighting styles in it. You're going to love the character Panda. He's literally a martial arts panda. He's literally Kung Fu Panda but in anime form. I'm not even kidding, bro. So Tekken. Yes. A lot of people A lot of people made memes about the panda from Tekken um, when the panda episode for Jujutsu Kaisen dropped. So that's the one I'll recommend for you. Jujutsu Kaisen. Like becoming oh. like an anime. And also, Jujutsu Kaisen was uh, Crunchyroll's first original anime, too, so they put a lot of work and money into it. Jay, didn't you just buy an anime movie? Did I? Didn't you just buy Defenders of the Realm? Oh, that's not anime. That's okay. <laughs> nah, technically. I'm getting into technicalities here now, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just. A, that was, that's a... Okay, so there was. Um... Well, back in the 90s, right after the Mortal Kombat movie came out, there was a Mortal Kombat cartoon called uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. It aired on USA back in the day. It used to air, like, with a Street Fighter cartoon. You know, the, yes! Yes! Same, <laughs> same era. Um, <laughs> same era. And it was also uh, it aired with, um, there was another uh, cartoon. Anyways. It only lasted one season, but here's the thing. It was an actual sequel to the movie. This is before Annihilation came out. On top of that, the voice cast, all right, you ready for this shit? Clancy Brown, the Kurgan, voiced Raiden. Ron Perlman <coughs> voiced Striker. Um, so they had some high profile names, but, but the animation's terrible, the dialogue's terrible, but anyway, I bought a, I bought a bootleg Blu-ray and we're gonna have a watch party with more. If you're a fan of Ron Perlman, by the way, yeah. I know we already finished the Halo series talk, but he, um. I, I wish they brought him back for the character Admiral Hood, but they kind of just brought yeah. in a new actor for Admiral Hood. I would have been so happy if they got Ron, Ron Perlman on for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I got a rec- well, I, well, before you go, Joe, I got a recommendation for Davis and Kush. Uh, off air, we were talking about The Boys, because season three is on the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you guys, and I won't be upset if you say no, but have you guys watched Diabolical yet? Not yet. No. Okay, Kush, you know what Diabolical is? Diabolical, like, like the, like, the one, the word that the character says, Diabolical. Yes. Like, is it related to the boys? Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, it's okay. an eight-part 
uh, anthology cartoon of the boys. There's eight episodes, different, eight different stories, but here's the cool part. Unfortunately, Mark didn't like it. I can't believe Mark didn't like it, but I loved it. Every episode is a different style of animation and a different writer. So the first episode uh, is about like uh, it's it's a it's about a scientist who's watching over a baby in the laboratory, and it's it's got like a Looney Tunes style uh, animation that's written by Seth Rogen. The second episode, it's got the Rick and Morty uh, style of animation, and it's written by Justin Rollin from Rick and Morty. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the fifth episode is anime style, and it's written by Aquafina, and she voices oh. the main character. Um, <coughs> you guys need to watch this. There's only one episode I did not like because it was depressing as fuck. Uh, episode seven, which was about um, an old man and his, and he had a dying wife, and he steals the bee to uh, revive his dying wife, and it's fucking depressing. But the rest of them are fucking great. And there's one. You know, I'm gonna check it out, bro. Yeah. Not only the name, like that's such a clever name, bro. Yeah. You love it. There's actually one episode that's actually about Billy the Butcher and Homelander. The only problem is it's not voiced by the cast, but it's but it's. I I could let that slide. I honestly can let that slide. for an anthology series like that. They're all like 15 minutes long, so you could binge the whole thing in two and a half hours. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Boys Diabolical. You guys need to watch it. Jay, I'm gonna do it, but you gotta promise me one thing. Yes. The Halo Legend I was describing earlier, it's exactly that. It's an anthology series, seven episodes long, 15 to 20 minutes each, and it's it's on Paramount Plus, so you can binge it in two and a half hours, bro. Done, done, I'm gonna binge it tonight, the the diabolical thing. Done, deal, done. I will probably, I probably won't be able to watch it until either, uh, probably next weekend, but I will definitely get to it. I'm in the middle of editing a bunch of stuff, and I have a seven-hour watch party this Saturday. Speaking of, more Convict Conquest watch party. 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday with me, Joe, Tosi from Call Me Dogu, and Mad Mike Jones. Be there. Lots of laughs, lots of pizza, lots of shit talking. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> be there. <laughs> are you guys going to like be like, is it going to be virtual or are you guys going to like meet up and do it? Oh, virtual, virtual on Zoom. Okay. It's virtual. No, the only pizza, that's why. I go over to Jay's though, so we'll be together there. Yeah, yeah, me and Joe okay, so there'll be pizza there. Okay. Yeah. We're going to be eating pizza. It's, it's a cheat day. I can, Davis, it's a cheat day. I can eat pizza on Saturday. But yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, yo, you look good. What did you do other than the biking? Or, like, did you do anything else? Um, so, I've been at the gym five days a week. Uh, I've been doing... Uh, I, so, when I'm at the gym, I do 15 minutes on the staircase. And then I do my mm-hmm. lifting. Um, but the thing is, I, I, I don't, I'm not dieting, per se. I'm calorie counting. So, mm-hmm. I eat whatever the fuck I want. But if I go over 2,000 calories, I stop. Mm-hmm. But no, we but, can't fair game. But if I, but if you I, know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that because, like, it's obviously worked for you, bro. Like, you, you look good, so um, it, it worked oh, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been. Honestly, Davis is a fucking inspiration because he's always posting his fucking gym photos and shit, and I'm like, I gotta get off the fucking couch. So yeah, you <laughs> same, bro. Enthusiasm, same. Follow Davis on Twitter because he's always posting his workout pictures, and I'm like, okay, I gotta get my fat ass off the couch. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been. I feel like I'm in like not the best shape of my life, but the best shape of my life. You know, like I feel better mm-hmm. now. Like I'm down. So That's I, awesome, I went man. 170. I'm 178. A year ago, I was 240. I'm 178 now. So, um, yeah, I feel fucking great. Like. And, that's uh, a real good progress yeah 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 so i'm trying so my ultimate goal is to get down to 175 and bench 300 but i'm nowhere 
close to benching 300. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm benching about two. I can put up about 280. Is like my max. Like if on a good day, like one rep. Yeah. But I'll get there eventually. But uh, but yeah. I've been, this man, it's a work in progress, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Work in progress, and like I said, Davis has been a fucking awesome inspiration. You know, seeing his workout, re you know, regime and whatnot, and even Joe has been jumping on train. Joe's lost a ton of weight too, you know, and he's been at the gym. I see him at the gym every fucking time I'm there. So, yeah. So I'm only thirty pounds behind you. I'm at he's fifty right now. Ass is in shape. Exactly, bro. Oh, good night, Paul. Good night, Paul. Thanks for stopping in, Paul. But yeah, like you know, we're, we're all like trying to like better ourselves, and like the more Davis, like you know. Bucks up and shit. I'm just like, okay, I need to get off the fucking couch and do something. <laughs> but yo, <laughs> when we go to Chicago, we're working out together. When we go to Chicago, this. Oh, oh yeah. G-Fest. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> and back to the anime thing. Uh, the one that I'm uh, excited for right now actually bridges the gap between video games and anime. It's uh, Tekken Bloodlines. That's coming There's to uh, they're making a Tekken anime. Yeah, making a Tekken yeah, anime. Yeah. It's coming in Netflix. I haven't heard about, about this. Max, uh, Maximilian uh, from Yo Video yeah. is talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's well, I haven't it's heard about this. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. They, they, for that. Just, they just announced it last week, Kush. So it's all good. They literally just announced but, it like but. a week ago. Um, Where's it gonna? Is it gonna be like on Crunchyroll or is it gonna be on Funimation? Anybody no, it's know? on Netflix. On oh, Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's exclusive to Netflix or not, but it's definitely there. Probably until, until like a physical release comes out. Yeah. I know we've gotten far off the topic from its back on Titan, but um, I guess I'll, I'll try and maybe get us back in it. But yeah. with um, what theme? Since because like you say, it's been a while since we've spoken to you, just so I really want to get your thoughts. Yeah. What theme? Like I guess hit you in the face the most? Where you're like, I did not expect this, so you're just like, okay, this is what Attack on Titan is about. If you had to tell a person the story is based around this central theme, what would it be? Cause there's a lot you could choose from. You could choose from genocide, racism, war. There's so many war. things. Absolutely, war is like the first oh, yeah. thing I think of. It's and the way like I actually appreciate one thing. Not to go up too off topic. Season four, I like how we get some of these flashbacks and these backstories about how these, you know, people, you know, how they were raised and they were basically, you know, from the, from birth they were just raised to like, hey, you need to do this to be a soldier. If you want to inherit a titan, you gotta do this. So the fact that we get to see like uh, these children getting forced to like be soldiers and whatnot, and like, yeah, I think that's what kind of grabbed me the most is like. I'd, I'd agree with you because I want I want to hear what Davis thinks as well. For me, it would be like a mixture of war with something, with something that I can't name, and that's something is that like you've seen how the Titans have ruled over the land for two thousand years, and then Marley rules over. So I'm like. Empires, is that the right thing? I don't know. Just ruling class and stuff like that. Like, because they were both terrible, you know, power. And then, like, current in the current day of the anime is 100% war. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. Like, it, uh, like, Attack on Titan does a really good job depicting this gray area when it comes to war, conflict, personal beliefs, so on and so forth because everyone has a reason to fight. Everyone has a reason for the things that they do. And it's written in a way where you can't really blame them for their actions uh, because everyone, it, uh, or just everything is just so nuanced. 
like uh, like e- like even even taking Aaron for example, even though that he is he's now become like the main villain of the entire show mm-hmm. after following, Crazy. yeah, after following him as the main character for three seasons, we understand this like well, I mean, not exactly a sudden change because like because there's been it was gradual. Yeah, like it was, it was gradual. Yeah, like yeah, it was the gradual. beginning of season four. Like, if you're watching the beginning of season it. four, it's sudden. But like, you know, me and Davis read the manga, and I'm sure by now you've seen enough to see it was a gradual change. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it, it, it's it, 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 it's like even though Aaron does become like the ultimate antagonist in the end, you completely understand why he would go into that direction, and <clears throat> and, and 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 yes, like it it is like the series makes it very clear that like what Aaron is doing is terribly wrong. Like, like wiping out a vast majority of the human race, all for the sake of like freedom, liberation, so on and so forth. And his friends. Yeah. And his friends. Like the driving force behind Aaron that, um, some, some even like manga readers and big fans kind of look over sometimes is that, uh, He's doing it because he wants the people that he loves, his family, whether by blood or not, he wants them to live happily. And you see it in his actions as well, because it's not thoroughly thought out because give it and, you know, like I said, Davis, you notice, give it a couple hundred years. If the world recuperates and they remember all this, which they will, they will go back and once again start attacking Paradise because Paradise just ended the entire world. Right. But um, man, like. And and this is going to be a contradictory statement. I acknowledge that, but there are no true sides in Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. there aren't. But I'm still Team Aaron. If that makes any sense, like well, at because first, I'll the in, reason at first it was yeah. it was clear, but now it's like well, it's much more ambiguous. The the reason I say that is because I remember like I'm I'm on Twitter all the time, and and I'm not heavily involved in Attack on Titan Twitter, but I remember when season four premiered. And I was just seeing all of this hate for Aaron. I'm like, are y'all forgetting his motivations? Like, like I'm not saying he's right. Once again, there are no true sides. But the reason I would like defend him, if that makes any sense, or be like, I'm on his side, you is understand. because you understand. Like the stuff that Marley has done to Aaron and Paradis is terrible. He's given them a taste of their own medicine times like a thousand. But you understand why he's doing it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, guys, it's getting close to night through here. Anything? Any, any last minute thoughts? Or, um, well, you guys know more about because you guys read the magazine. Hopes and dreams for uh, the last part of um, season season four, part three, dropping in twenty twenty three. Any like, you know? I hope they adapt the not necessarily the second ending, but like the extended ending that uh, the mangaka did a couple months after the actual yeah, ending. Yeah, I hope that they adapt that. Yeah, they'll 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 probably do that because fr- from what I know, Hajime Asayama has worked very closely with the anime staff, and um, <clears throat> uh, I, I believe Asayama has said that the Attack on Titan anime is supposedly the definitive version of the story. Yeah, he said that. I remember him saying that even or something similar to that even all the way back in season one. Like you guys remember the Aaron Berserk scene from season one where like he had blue lightning coming out of him like that never happened in the manga like yeah. <laughs> Isayama I believe was the one that added that so the definitive story of the version I think is probably the only time where 
or maybe one of the only times it's the adaption rather than the source material is the definitive version. Yeah, and, and I also want to bring up that, that quick little um, uh, berserker scene. Mm -hmm. um, when you go back and watch that, he says, I will destroy this world. <laughs> oh! Deep foreshadowing there. <laughs> I mean, there's foreshadowing all over the place. Like, yeah. Aaron, you, you mentioned how he's not the antagonist. He's become exactly what Marley said was the um source of the titan's power he is now the devil of all earth because remember that's the story that marty tells he's the devil of all earth the story that uh that the eldian empire told was that you know it was a gift from god basically that uh ymir was a god and the true thing which we finally saw i was so happy it was one of my favorite episodes i waited so long to see them adapt the story of ymir is that it's more so connected to like a tree of life type of thing by the way attack on titan is heavily influenced by Norse mythology, hence the name Ymir, you know, the oh, yeah. like the father of all giants, Ymir, and you know, the first Titan is Ymir. We literally have like a tree of life in a time on time. Like a lot of stuff comes from the Norse mythology there. I, this is why I'm glad you guys are here because you're explaining <laughs> stuff that I may not get or that goes over my head or I miss. So now I'm like looking back at everything I watched like, oh, okay now, this is all, you know, this makes more yeah. sense now. So yeah, like, I'd say go back and rewatch season two too, bro, because like the I, conversations I, that like Ymir so was cool. having, yeah, yeah. Well, like you remember the conversation like, Ymir was having with uh with Reiner and Brotel on the tree, and she's telling her she's like, bro, you don't even know who the enemy is, because like the enemy was the entire world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. When I when I get through these last few episodes, and sometime before, I mean, season the last part's not gonna drop till sometime in 2023. I'll, I'll probably have to yeah. have it, like dip my toes in again, just rewatch some highlights and get reacquainted um now that can, you know now the that thing up on things the know? thing that i would say and i'm sure davis could add to this is that when i've rewatched it i've started paying attention a lot more to language and words like dave is just pulling out something i never knew which was that aaron said i will destroy the entire world like in season two the two most important words to pay attention to were warrior and soldier and in season three i want to say it was probably demon like, and, and that comes back right away in season four with the way to describe Eldians as demons and devils. Oh, yeah. Like, you start paying attention to the words a lot more. And you're like, the foreshadowing's been there from day one. It's crazy. Okay, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, it's been a fucking blast watching it. I'm, like I said, I'm glad that we've we did the stream again now that I, I've, I'm almost caught up. So this is what we're going to do. It's, it's 9.30 now. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. But I want to just, like I said, you guys can have as much time you need to plug whatever you want to plug. Uh, like I said, I know uh, Davis at this point, you got a fucking awesome Patreon. Uh, Hub, uh, Hub, I know not only that you're a Giants YouTuber, but you also play games on Twitch. So I want to give you guys mm -hmm. plenty of time to put whatever you want to plug. By the way, all the links are in the description. Everybody, please sub both of these fine gentlemen up. They're great content creators from different corners of uh, YouTubing, but they're yeah. great content creators, but they're great friends of the channel. I'm happy to have them here. And like I said, they, um, you know, they're knowledgeable of what they do. And it's always a blast having them here. Uh, but so before we uh, pass, you know, pass the torch around real quick, just again, just want to reiterate tomorrow. Joe, tell them about tomorrow. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> tomorrow we are going to be doing the finale of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yes. <laughs> and then go ahead, tell them about Saturday's. Well, I've already said it. So. Yep. And Saturday we are going to do the finale episodes of Mortal Kombat Conquest with Toasty and Mad Mike Jones. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. Uh, definitely hope you guys can make those streams and again support those guys as well. Komi Dogu just dropped an interview with Ludi Lin. For those who don't know who Ludi Lin is, he played Liu Kang in the new Mortal Kombat movie. They Toasty and, Com and Chris and Komi Dogu interviewed Ludi Lin. Uh, it dropped yesterday. It was fucking awesome. 
Uh, please check that interview out. I also was on their channel uh, interviewing David Craddock, who's the author of the upcoming book, Long Live Mortal Kombat. So I'm glad that I was there to back them up. Um, also, uh, next Thursday, um, I, I got to touch base with Alexander Deswell, but next Thursday, the plan is Alexander Deswell will be coming on Nerdcase Live, and we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes, I saw Sonic 2 last night at the fan premiere. Um, it was okay. Really? Just okay? I was so excited for it. It's, uh, I'm not going to dunk on it too much because it's a kid's movie, but I just felt the performance. Well, how would you compare it to the first one? Because it did such That's a great job it. with the first one. Jim Carrey was way better than the first one. However, the second one has more lore from the games. Um, and I love Idris Elba's Knuckles, but there are some stupid lines, subpar performances, but... I'm surprised by the Jim Carrey comment, man. I really am. I oh man. Six out of ten. I give it six out of ten. I'm being fair. I did because because like I don't know if you've been following like on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but like yeah. he's basically said that like he's gonna retire soon. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. Sonic is probably the last thing he's gonna do. So I wonder if that affected his performance. Yeah, because he I felt like his performance wasn't as good in this one as it was in the first one. Um, uh, there, there are gonna be some people who are gonna love the second one way more, and there's gonna be some people who like the first one more. Again, when it yeah. comes to as as a movie, I like the first one a little more, but as like a fan of Sonic the video game, second one all the way because you got Knuckles, you got Tails. They really rip a page off the first four games: Sonic One, Two, Three, Sonic and Knuckles. Um, you know, they they the lore's there, the Master Emerald, the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil anymore because I, I don't want to say too much. Uh, there are some. Well, they, those were in the they, trailers they, too. They, yeah. There's a mid-credit scene. Stay for the mid-credit scene. Uh, it's gonna lead to part three. Um, I'll leave it at that. I'm not gonna say what it is. Um, but the movie again. I'm not gonna dunk on it too much because it's a kids movie. But I didn't th watch my out of the theater review. I, I did a full out of the theater reaction review on Nerd Cage Live uh, Facebook discussion group. I did a full blown on unadulterated, unedited me reacting to, to coming out of the theater. I love doing those videos for you guys, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that Alexander Stowe will become... He said he was going to be here, but I haven't talked to him in a while, so I want to be sure he's still able to make it. But the, the plan is, next Thursday, Alexander Swell, we're going to talk Sonic the Hedgehog 2. He's definitely the one I want to talk about that movie about with. Uh, so hopefully he can make it. The following Thursday will be the... No live stream. It will be the premiere of our Mount Rushmore video. And then on the 28th, the last Thursday of the month, it's a bye week because I want to watch the draft. I want to enjoy it this, this year. <laughs> By the way, Kush, I want Thibodeau. If Thibodeau's not there, trade down. If Thibodeau's not there at five, trade trade the fifth pick. You wouldn't take there, one of the premier tackles? You wouldn't take one of the premier tackles? We could take them at seven. We could take a tackle at seven. I don't know. I, want... I don't know if... No, so no. here's the thing. If Akeem is there at five, but Thibodeau is not, you wouldn't take Akeem. Trade the pick. If he's not going to be there at seven, bro. If we could trade the fifth pick for, like, a ransom. Like, if we can get, like, three first I was going to say, I agree with you. The only way I'm trading the fifth pick is if I'm getting three first-round picks in return. Because I'm looking at yeah, what um, Miami and San Fran did. Who, yeah. Three first-round picks in this You look at what Miami and San Fran did last year. That was three first-round picks, so that's the only one I'm trading out if we I get mean, three. It really looks like Carolina's for sure taking a quarterback, so so that gives us an opportunity for these other QB, QB needy teams to trade with us. I, I want I want multiple first-round picks. I don't care with who. I don't care. I want mm -hmm. multiple first-round picks. But like I said, if Thibodeau's there, I want him. We need, 
being a Giants fan, being a fan of defense. Michael Strahan is my all-time favorite player. I grew up watching Michael Strahan. I want an elite defensive end that I know no matter how bad the team is, we're going to have a, a feared defensive line like we used to. I want Thibodeau without question. No, I agree with you completely. But uh, but the only thing I disagree with is that if Akeem is there, I'm taking him. Like, if Akeem I is there and Thibodeau I, I, is not there, I take him. I don't, I don't want Sauce Gardner. Here's why. Real quick. I'm sorry I'm going to this. Oh, but, oh, yeah. Well, I yeah go ahead. Sauce Gardner. Here's why. Looking back at our first round corner picks, Eli Apple, DeAndre Baker, Prince of Mukamara. Like, I don't want to spend a first round pick on a corner. I just don't. I know. I'll Listen, my dream there. draft, Jay, would be Akeem at five, Thibodeau at seven, um, yeah. Christian Harris linebacker in the second round, and a corner in the third, and a tight end in the third. That would be like my dream first five picks. I just, yeah, and I, I hope we find a way to keep Bradbury. <laughs> I don't want. I know we need the cap space, but I don't want to get rid of Bradbury. But if we do, I get it. But I don't want to. Uh, mm. But that's just yeah, yeah. I just I have to watch draft night, and and if and yeah, I had I need to watch the fucking. I don't know if I'm gonna watch. I don't know if I'm. I'm assuming you're you're gonna be streaming, right, Kush? Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be on my channel this year. Last year was on KB's. This year it's okay, on mine. Yeah, yeah, Name so, one. Yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in. I'll probably be tuning in to, like everybody, but like. Yeah, like, I, I cannot wait for this year's draft. The fact that we have two top ten picks, like, yeah, I'm t no nerd cage. There's going to be no nerd cage live at the at, at the end of the month. I need to watch the fucking draft. And, yes, we will do a – I'm getting – guys, you're invited to come on, too. We will do a Doctor Strange spoiler discussion Monday, May 9th. Because Doctor Strange comes out May 5th. So, May 9th, Monday. What? Yeah. I completely forgot that's in a month. So yeah, so Davis, Yo. Push, if you guys want to be on the panel for the uh, Doctor Strange. I gotta, there's yeah, so gotta... many things coming out way sooner than I expected them to come out. Like Sonic 2, I thought was probably like a month away from now. Doctor Strange 2 is a month away from now, and Jesus Sunday, Christ. I'm seeing everything everywhere all at once. I'm so fucking excited because it's only one thing uh, Syracuse playing it. And I'm seeing it with my mom on Sunday night. I convinced my mom to go. I love Michelle I want to see it so badly. <laughs> and then I want to see the Northmen. And I want to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Like, so Bro, uh, yeah, the unbearable, the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Northmen. There was that one movie where I was like, it just looks fun. The one with um, Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum, The Lost City, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, the Lost uh, it just looks like a fun movie to go watch. I gotta watch the next Jordan Peele movie. I've been a fan of both of his movies so far, and I feel like this one's gonna be even better because it looks like alien sci-fi type thing. And you Is know, of course, Doctor nope? Strange. Is yeah, that nope. nope. Yeah, that, I saw the trailer for that. That, that looks pretty cool too. Exactly. I'm like, there's so much. I'm just like, I'm gonna go broke, man. <laughs> oh, good night, Valerie. Yeah, no. Valerie, just good night, Valerie. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So those are all my plugs, guys. I'm sorry, I took up a lot of time. So, uh, Kush, the floor is yours. Anything you want to plug, man? Although Listen, I ain't got nothing to plug. I just, I just gotta say thank you once again for having me on. I truly enjoy coming on and talking just all these topics with you guys. Excited to be on the next one, whatever it is. Maybe it would be the Doctor Strange one. I'll see if I could catch yeah. it in time so I could come on. But it's like I was just saying, I like I just listen to all five, boys, man. I'm like, go pro. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to pirate some of these movies, man, because there ain't no way I'm going to the expensive movie theater five times in a month. I'm going to have to pirate some of these. Yeah. How much How much is like a movie ticket for an adult uh, in Syracuse? Okay, so in Syracuse, I'll break it down real quick. So we, we have Regals out here. Uh, I know New York City's got yeah. movie I've been there. Um, but uh, we got Regal and mainly, and we got a couple local theaters, but... But for regular movie tickets, like 15 bucks. For IMAX, it's 21. And then for 40X, it's like 24, 25.
Yeah, so those are over, those are night prices, yeah. not matinee prices. Over here, it's basically the same price except IMAX is probably a little bit more expensive, but it's basically the same price. Yeah. So yeah, it, it will be like 15 times five. Though. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, how much? Let me do some quick math. See, that's why Jay's man. got that Regal Pass. Yeah, I got the Regal <laughs> yeah. Pass. I pay $21 a month and go. It's regular movies though. I can go any movie I want. Regular movies as many times as I want. 21 bucks a month. If I go see IMAX or 4DX, I get a discount. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So if I see the yeah, no, so I... movie, I only pay 13 If I see yeah. IMAX, I only pay 6 And Davis, where are you located at? Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, I go to college in Sherman, but my home is in Dallas. And what are the, what are the movie certificate prices in both of those? Uh, okay, so I... I normally go to Cinemark and tickets are, are usually uh, like it, it, it's it, it's 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 usually between like nine to ten dollars. Lucky, lucky like <laughs> wow, that is definitely cheap, man. <laughs> that is actually cheap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Davis, go ahead. Uh, plug yourself in. And uh, I just want to say before Davis plugs in. Um, OK, I'm not going to air out his laundry, but given the circumstance of his fucking YouTube situation, I recommend y'all sign up for his Patreon. You can sign up for his Patreon for only a dollar. Um, just one dollar. Just throwing that out there, but Davis, go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, as as uh, as Jay uh, already mentioned, um, I I am dealing with some YouTube bullshit at the moment. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, but uh, I am Titan Goji uh, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and definitely uh, Patreon. I'm, I'm definitely gonna need, gonna need the support. Uh, also, have, also have T Public where I sell uh, T-shirts. Uh, yes. I, 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 haven't, I haven't really came up with a new design in a while. Uh, 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 like my my recent ones have mainly been like gym shirt designs. So uh, that so 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 if you guys want to hit the gym while rocking my merch, there's that. Yes. So um. Oh, and I'll and sometime after the stream, uh, look forward to the uh, Attack on Titan season three video. That's that's uh, gonna pop up on my channel. So, yeah. All that's, right. That's all I got. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much again. All the links in the description. Sub these fine gentlemen up. Not only that, they are fantastic content creators. Uh, whether if it's sports, anime, kaiju, whatever, these guys are my friends, and I appreciate their support. And you should. Just like I said, just sub these guys up. Uh, they are one of a kind, and I always love having them on here. And, yeah, so listen, guys, thank you so much again. Thank you, everybody in the chat who hung out with us tonight. This was so much fun. I can't wait to have these guys back. Uh, we will definitely do this again. Um, so good night to everybody. So we, before we go, we previews ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, spread that shit like simple. So you, I say. From yours truly, Syracuse, New York, New York City, Dallas, Texas, to all of our friends and fans around the world at NerdCage Live and The Hub and Titan Goji, the Toku Titan Cast. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. Fuck math. Fuck Jack. Do your Fuck box. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Jinzo Sasagio. Shinzo Sasageo. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time.
tell everyone you know about Man Cage Live! <laughs>